coming up on today's BMW Motorrad Ride and Talk podcast, riding and exploring the epic backcountry of Tasmania. Take a listen. Over the years, I've had the privilege of riding BMW motorcycles all over the world. And the one thing I've come away with is that the only thing more extraordinary than the ride are the people you meet along the way. These are their stories. My name is Sean Thomas, and this is BMW Motorrad's Ride and Talk. Uh, I'm riding a 2012 GSA. Well, I've always been a fan of the dirt bikes growing up and stuff like that, and then always loved camping and bush. And it was more the fellowship. The people I've met through motorbikes have been now become lifelong friends. Mm. And that's what brought me into the adventure riding. Part of the magic of motorcycle riding is meeting ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Their stories inspire us to go to new places and take on adventures that we may not have otherwise considered. Recently, one of our podcast listeners suggested that my producer, Louise Powers, and I interview Jason Gale, a motorcycle enthusiast who lives, rides, and organizes riding groups in his home country of Tasmania. This is a very special interview for me, not just because Tasmania is on my bucket list of places to explore. It's also an opportunity to share with you, our listeners, that in addition to people who work and are celebrities in the motorcycle industry, the Ride and Talk podcast is also about hearing from those of you who have a passion for motorcycles and want to share that passion for the lifestyle we all love. So Jason, um, hey, thanks very much, man. I know it's early for you. I hope you've had plenty of coffee. Yes, had plenty of coffee this morning. It's um, 9 a.m., so it's not that early for us. I normally go to work at 5. Oh. <laughs> what do you do exactly? Uh, pilot launch master. Oh. Take pilots out to the ships and on the pilot boat. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Okay. I've been thinking about this for a while because Tasmania, like if t- to us in the USA, like Tasmania is like the ultimate in adventure riding place. It, it the, Just the name invokes like – it's intense and it's dangerous and it's hardcore. Like, am I hitting the mark at all with any of that? Hundred um, percent. There's all levels of adventure riding in Tasmania. You can do the mediocre stuff, or there's so much hardcore stuff out there if you want to go that that way. Yeah. The advantage of Tasmania is that you can be, I can be home that night. Wow! If I really wanted to be. How big is it, Tasmania, in total? Not entirely sure. It takes me about three hours to go from northwest coast. It's not that big in distance, straight line, but it takes a long time to go places because the roads are so windy and, and it seems to be sections off by mountain ranges and stuff like that. So I divide Tasmania basically into three areas, east coast, middle, and then the west coast because you're divided, divided by the mountain ranges. <laughs> I see. Now, have you ridden yeah. in any other parts of the world? Um no, I've ridden in did the Victorian High Country last February March. Mm-hmm. I was camped and camped and fished for a month. Aha! Off the bike, um, thoroughly enjoyed that. Absolutely loved it. Yeah, yeah. Just in my uh, element, if you know what I mean. Just ride one day, fly fish the next. Ride one day, fly fish the next. Some days you'd ride sixty kilometres and go to the next river, but but uh, no, it was fantastic. Yeah. So tell me about a typical day of adventure riding in Tasmania. Uh, if we just do a day ride, for us at the moment, we'll just say we'll pick a destination for lunch or something like that, and then we'll sit down and roughly work out a track in our heads, because <laughs> we know it that well now, that we just, um, okay, we'll go down through Liffey, Cressy, down through 
Ross and end up at Buckland or for lunch and head down through and you'll pick up all the gravel roads and piss and pieces in between. You sort of, we make it up as we go along. Then we'll have lunch and decide how we're going to go home. <laughs> now, now, I'm picturing, when I picture Tasmania, I picture, you know, you leave your, your place and, you know, you disappear into the backcountry. And in five minutes, you're in absolutely the middle of nowhere. You've completely left civilization. And there's nothing before you except for some little rickety trail road and going further into nowhere. Am I hitting the mark at all or is it different than that? Getting getting close, you, it takes some. Um, doesn't take long, half an hour or so to get out into the backcountry roads like uh, farmland and stuff like that. Yeah. And it doesn't take long to get into the forestry sections to pick up some nice gravel to to skip between the main roads, if you know what I mean. Sure. Yeah. And tell us a little bit about the bike that you're riding for this. Uh, I'm riding a 2012 um, GSA. So uh, 1,200 GSA? 1,200 GSA, yeah. And how did you get into adventure riding to begin with? Did you start with a bike that big? I started with a, a 2011 Tiger uh-huh. 800 that I that I bought uh, brand new and um, had no intention of riding off-road on it. Had road tyres on it and just was, used it as a commuter. Yeah. Had seven 700 Ks on it and got talked into going on an adventure ride. <laughs> and, <laughs> Hooked. Yeah. Absolutely hooked. What was it about it that really hooked you? Um, well, I've always been a fan of the uh, of dirt bikes growing up and stuff like that. And then I've always loved camping and bush and stuff like that. Sure. And it was more the fellowship. Mm. The people I've met through motorbikes have been now become lifelong friends. Mm. Yeah. And the, the group in Tasmania, the Adventure Riders Group, are uh, fantastic blokes you can pick up and go on a ride and it's just great yeah and that's what brought me into the adventure riding sure now did you ride any other motorcycles before you got your uh tiger uh i've had quite a few um uh, suzuki dr600 mm-hmm. the old kickstart D, uh, dr650 uh then went to road bike had a yzf1000 for for a little while that one scared me a bit, so that's when I bought the Tiger. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, now it's all about the riding, relaxing. Sure. With the big girl, yeah. Now, of course, the GS is Glendestrasse, which means half of that is street riding. Is there good street riding there too? Well, one of our mottos in our little group is um, smooth gravel, oh, sweet gravel and sweet tar. <laughs> okay. Tell me about that. Well, we like to mix our rides up with... Um, we find some really nice gravel roads, mm-hmm. and we always like to finish off with a nice bit of sweet tar coming home, like nice twisties and ride back, and just just get you relaxed and out of the off-road mode and cruising home. Sure, yeah. We always find to enjoy just as much on the tar as we do on the gravel, and that's the advantage of the the BMW GSA. Like it just soaks up the the tar as as well as the good gravel roads. Yeah, for sure. Now. What kind of wildlife are you running into when you're getting out in the backcountry? Uh, wallabies, possums, wombats. <laughs> yeah, quite a few wallabies on the on the bikes. <laughs> You'll be very careful with those. Had them run between your wheels and knock your feet off your pegs. Wow. And uh, I see a lot of snakes in the summertime. Mm-hmm. And the biggest threat to, oh, to me, I've found, is bird life. Really? Bird life. Yeah, um, kookaburras. 
Now, what is a kookaburra? I've never heard of this before. I have to um, have to Google that one. <laughs> there. Uh, um... Do they laugh at you while you're writing? <laughs> kookaburras are known for their laughter, Sean. So they laughed. That's it. Yeah, yeah. There's the old the old um, Australian saying: the kookaburra sits in the old gum tree. But yeah, but they they are carnivores. They eat meat, so they they're always swooping down for prey. Wow. Now, it sounds like a, since your majority of your riding has happened in Tasmania, do you have a an idea of what you think riding would be like in other parts of the world? I, I'm going to use the U.S. for an example because, of course, that's where I'm from. I um with the the way the internet is these days, I've watched lots and lots and lots of videos of of the U.S. and and Europe. My biggest dream is to ride across America wow. on an adventure bike. Nice, I'd love to do that. Yeah, um, the first one I'd like to do is do a lap of Australia. I started riding to Australia recently, so I want to get around the. I call Australia the mainland, and we're Tasmania. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we're um, yeah, I really love to ride across America. The culture and the, that's what I want to look at. Yeah, the different people, the first lands and deserts and stuff in America. I'd love to do that. Yeah. Well, as a, a native of the USA, I'm telling you, you're absolutely welcome. We'd love to have you. <laughs> yeah. So you showed me this map that you put together that sort of represented some of the places that you've been in Tasmania. And it is very brightly colored with all of the different places you've been, which is substantial. And I wonder, what is your process for coming up with a route and how do you navigate those routes? Uh, initially, there's a lot of time spent on... Um, I use uh, a mapping program called Memory Maps mm. and uh, Google and just follow roads. I just spend hours and hours and hours on Google Maps following roads and see where they come out and planning and and plan the route out to the nth degree. And But these days it's all off the cuff because we've learnt Tasmania so well that um, – we just plan, plan a ride and we just talk on the phone and we're going for a ride tomorrow and we talking to a mate last night and we said, oh, we'll go out through such and such, out through this way and over that way. I said, oh, how about we go around this way? We haven't been that way for a while. And yeah, and that's how it goes. Sure. But uh, we don't sort of plan the route directly these days. We ride an area. Sure. So no, it's good fun. I thoroughly enjoy planning routes and that sort of uh, adventure riding and getting to know the area. I've done quite a few uh, guided rides or toured led rides yep. over the time, my time as well um, uh, with the local Tasmania Adventure Riders Hub on Facebook. Sure. That's one of the group that I um, manage or help manage. And that's a good group and such a diverse group of riders. Um, big bike rides, small bike rides, yep. all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I really enjoy that side of it. So when you're out there with this group in the backcountry, what kind of equipment are you bringing with you for a typical day or weekend of riding? Uh, a day ride, um, generally just a first aid kit, tyre repair, and a few minor tools. Get to buy um, thermos of coffee and a bit of lunch if you're going away from shops. But, yeah. but uh, uh, for an overnighter, it's pretty typical. I just take my, all my camp, not bushwalking gear I use basically for yeah. Or hiking gear, and put all my panniers on, tent, and away I go. 
are going to be self-sufficient. Now, when you mentioned wildlife, because you rattled off the names of a lot of things that I've never either never heard of or we definitely don't have in the U.S. And I I wonder um, what kind of precautions do you need to take when you're camping in the backcountry in Tasmania? Uh, there's not much that will interfere with you while you're camping. Mainly a possum, <laughs> and he's only only after food. Yeah. When you shake out your boots. Is there a bunch of uh, insects, you know, climbing out and uh, <laughs> things that bite and sting? Oh, mosquito, mos- mosquitoes and and sandflies and all those sort of things will always attack you. But that's pretty normal anywhere you go. Yeah, that yeah. is a true story. You yeah. won't experience that when you travel yeah. to the U.S. So there's no mosquitoes at all, right, Louise? <laughs> no, no mosquitoes <laughs> at all. So I have a question for you, Jason. Say Sean and I were to mm. come to Tasmania, and maybe we wanted to ride for three or four days. What could we expect from that? Where would you take us and what would we see? Oh, we could start. Um, it depends on the riding you want to do. If you want to motel it or camp, I can. I suggest motel it if you're going to come over for a holiday. Um, pick up a bike and head off from Devonport. And depending on which way the weather's going, going I'd uh, take your west coast right down the uh, Western Explorer, um, down through Kroona, across the barge. There's a barge that takes you across the river. Explore right right down through there, all the nice gravel roads. Uh, it's white silica sand roads. Um, it's not something that people uh, ride on very often. It's very fast, slippery, and exciting, narrow. Um, then through Queenstown, I take you up 99 Bends, which is is 99 Bends windy roads, all tar. Take you up over Marlborough Highway, up over to the Great Lakes through down through there and pretty zigzag down from Bothwell is oh, sorry I'm just opening up with I can so many options I can give you here <laughs> and um, yeah and you can zigzag back over to the east coast from there and the east coast is different totally different to the west mm. coast as far as there's so many uh, off the side of the highway just get away from the highway. There's so many gravel roads that just go through farmland and farmland mm. and just picture two-lane single track with grass going through cattle grids and the sheep either side and it's just hills of green grass either side. It's just picturesque. And all the way up to the east coast and go right up into the northeast. Yeah. So you'd be before really full days. Yeah. And then back to Devonport. And yeah, you'd be gobsmacked at the change of scenery, change yeah. of road textures, change of road colour, uh, just from one side of the state to the other is so different. Uh, that's what I love about Tasmania. So uh, Louise and I, and I think like many of our listeners, there are two things that we really like to do when we go somewhere new, which is see the sights and eat the food. Yes. and Eat the food, definitely. <laughs> so what kind of foods do we have to try in uh, Tasmania? Um, the best part about Tasmania in the last 10 years is the um, – the tourist side of Tasmania has really grown. Hmm. There's so many little eateries, so many little coffee shops and places which we love to find hmm. with the style of riding we're doing these days. That's what we go for. Right? We rode uh, 640Ks last Monday, or Monday three weeks ago, sorry, hmm. 640Ks just for a, a hot roast pork pulled, ro- a pulled pork roll. <laughs> That was the end game for the ride. <laughs> that is hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> half, more than half of that was gravel for the day. So. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Gravel roads. Yeah. But um, that's 
coming to Tasmania for, for food is a must. Yeah. Seafood on the East Coast is amazing. So 640 kilometers, that's about 400 miles. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it's a good roll, yes. then it makes sense that you would go that far. <laughs> I would ride that far for that. I mean, there would have to be beer too, but I would ride that far. (laughs) (laughs) We've been known to ride pretty far for good food. Yeah, that's part of it. The saying is uh, give a man uh, a fish you'll eat for a day, give a man a motorcycle, he'll ride 400 kilometers for for a feed of fish. (laughs) (laughs) So what is the uh, generally, do you suppose, is the riding season in Tasmania? Um, Surprisingly enough, most of us around here are pretty hardcore and we'll ride all year round. Yeah. Um, even in the colder months, it um, generally doesn't get that cold. Um, I headed off the last row was minus one degrees centigrade. Whoa. Head off with the heater grips on and the and the layers on, and it warms up to about thirteen degrees or ten degrees this time of the year. Um, that's generally the the ride, but summertime it's uh, nice. You just put the t-shirt and the summer jacket on and riding jeans and off you go but um yeah generally most of us around you will ride all year round wow but yeah. if we show up there and we want to have the best experience at the best time of year what do you suppose is the window february march is the best time of the year in tasmania huh. it's more stable um less wind less rain and get the milder temperatures and what range of temperatures are you really realistically getting uh, you know I, I don't know what the seasons are like and how harsh they are uh, winter time here at the moment's averaging from uh, like zero to ten to thirteen degrees at the <laughs> moment. Um, Summer time it'll start at ten and be up to twenty five to thirty degrees sometimes. Yeah, that's typical typical winter summertime in. That's actually not bad, I think. Of course, Celsius to me always sounds really manageable. And once I hear it converted to Fahrenheit, I. Those are pretty reasonable (laughs) temperatures, Sean. You need to understand, Jason, Sean is very delicate and lives on the coast of California. So (laughs) he has a very small margin of temperatures that he likes to ride in. But all those temperatures, Mm -hmm. those are completely reasonable. (laughs) (laughs) So tell me about the community that you ride with. You said the GS Riders of Tasmania. Is that what it's called? Uh, Tasmania Adventure Riders Hub is a Facebook page uh, is pretty active. There's quite a few others as well, but um, oh, there's quite a few rides that to get organised on that on a regular basis, which is great. Um, I tend to ride with uh, just a few these days, yeah. uh, just with the GS, a group of GSs, and um, we uh, find uh, pleasure in just doing our big long rides that we're enjoying at the moment. But uh, yeah, the diverse of the the group that on Facebook are uh, awesome, yeah. right? and they're very accommodating. Yeah. Yeah, very accommodating. So I did a letter a ride here a little while ago. I was on my GS and a lot of them were on 250s. Yeah. And they go, oh, man, that big thing gets and going when it's up and going. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, Louise is uh, not yeah. much more than a, mm-hmm. what, a meter and a half, Louise. And, and to see her ride up on a 1250, people go, oh, wow, that's a big bike. And it can be done even with a small person. <laughs> yeah. Well, our, our our group sort of a sort of people say, "Oh, why are you riding such a big bike?" I said, um, "Until you ride one, you don't know." Yeah, that's a true story. You, you really need to ride one. Yeah, uh, like I was, I was absolutely gobsmacked at the balance and the nimbleness of a big bike yeah. in, the, in the tight stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then you can get up and boogie on the highway, like, and be really comfortable. Yeah. Uh, uh, 
That's what I love about it. Have you ridden a 1250 yet? No, I haven't ridden a new 1250. Don't, don't no. do it. Man. I've, I've been off. off. Don't, don't do, do it. Don't do it. It'll, it'll complicate <laughs> your wallet. <I> once. <laughs> <laughs> and that's saying nothing about the new 1300. <laughs> I've been dreaming of the new GS um, uh, rally. Yeah. That's yeah, quite often spend time drooling over that on social media. Yeah. <laughs> that is the bike that I am riding at the moment, and it is a. Well, the GS Trophy is the one I'm riding at the moment. And, uh, yeah, that's that's what I'd like to have. Yeah. It's really yeah. yummy. But, uh, you know, you describe those asphalt roads and those twisties and, and that, that bike especially. It just it just chews that stuff up. It's it's a little ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, that's what we love about our – even our old girls, like my bike's 2012. It feels so comfortable on it. It's just, yeah, like you say, it chews up the asphalt choose up the gravel, do a 600 plus K ride for the day and you're fresh, you're not tired. Yeah, that's the way of it. It's great. So when we're yeah. ready to go that way, we got to call you first, right? And figure out uh, where to get a hook up on a bike and where to meet you, yeah? Definitely. definitely. That's good stuff. I'll, uh, I'll take some time off and uh, take you for a look around Tassie. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Is there Are there companies there that rent adventure motorcycles? There's a couple. There's uh, uh, Southern Tasmania. There's uh, rental companies that rent adventure bikes and all sorts of varieties including bmw i hope yes Ah. definitely yeah that's good stuff that's the way it's got to be i got an adventure ride in tasmania and it's got to be on a bmw i think louise is going to nod vigorously at that too (laughs) oh yeah i definitely am going to and you know jason when you decide to come to the states we have you covered in that the things that you're going to see going from one coast to the other in the u.s will be pretty great i think you'll love it Awesome. Now you've you've also got you've posted some great photos from your rides, and I'm sure people are going to want to take a look at them because, I, like me, I think most people haven't seen Tasmania the way you get to see it. Certainly, um, what's the best way to find you and follow you online? Uh, go on to Instagram, uh, Wendy's Adventures. Wendy's Adventures. Okay, I believe that's where yeah. I saw your photos, and they're so good. Yeah, they go right back to uh, pre-Tiger. So yeah. ah, fantastic. The Tiger 800. I had so that if you go back way back in the history, yeah, there's a lot of great photos there. I usually put photos of the routes up as well of, of what I've done. And I sometimes just spend all night just looking at my own feet, <laughs> looking at some of the history <laughs> I've done. Like it just got, it really amazes me. Some of the territory we've covered over the years yeah. and the places we've been. And what I love is you're riding down a road and you go, oh, I wonder what's up there. Yeah. You go, why haven't we gone this way before? <laughs> After all this time, we're still finding new stuff and new roads, and, and that's now a new way to go. And it's just, yeah, that's amazing. That's what gobsmacks me about Tasmania. You'll all still find new roads that you haven't ridden. Yeah. And you just go, man, this is sweet. We've got to keep this a secret. This is awesome. We'll just bring it out of the box when we need to. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I, I tend to, uh, when I get to interview new people, you know, a lot of times they're from other parts of the world and they use phrasing that I don't hear very often. And then I pick it up for a while. So, Louise, you're going to hear me say gobsmacked quite a bit in the just in near future because that is just a, such an awesome phrase that we just don't use in the U.S. enough. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That is not a phrase that... That we use a whole lot air, but this is good, and I will know who to blame for that. Thanks, Jason. <laughs> so I have to say, Sean and I have both traveled all over the world, and we've ridden motorcycles all over the world. And the U.S. is huge. It's almost 4 million square miles. It's massive. There's a lot to see. But one of the things I love about riding all over the world and in all the different places is that 
every time I've gone somewhere else, I see something new. And I'm absolutely looking forward to going to Tasmania and saying, yes. okay, what is new and what is going to make me go, wow? I can definitely show you things that will make you go, wow, in Tasmania. There's so much scenery and diverse scenery. It's just totally different from one end to the other. You, you just yeah. – And there's wallabies. Well, there's wallabies. wallabies. Yeah. I've never seen a wallaby in person yeah. before. You'll have to Google that or I'll send you a picture. <laughs> you have to understand we're very excited about things like wallabies yeah. and, and your possums, which are very different from our possums. These, yes. these are things that yeah. make us really excited. <laughs> Jason, it's really good talking to you, man. I think we'll get our way out there sometime in the near future, hopefully. But in the meantime, thanks for yeah. sharing your adventures with us. No, welcome to talk to you anytime again in the future. I love it. Good stuff, man. Thank you. We very much hope you have enjoyed this episode. We want to hear from you, so please rate, comment, and share your thoughts about this podcast. We have many more episodes on the way, so please subscribe, follow along, and share your requests for future episodes of the BMW Motorrad Ride and Talk podcast. <laughs>